Guardian Unlimited. Hello there, this is Paul McInnes here on behalf of Guardian Unlimited in the centre of Manchester. We've just met up with Mark Radcliffe while everybody else is running around picking up their sandwiches and we're about to embark on a highly personal tour of the city of Manchester. Yeah, well, it's an obvious starting point because really this is the centre point of Manchester Albert Square outside the Town Hall, which doesn't sound a terribly original place to start. But it's important to start it for a number of reasons. I mean, it's a fantastic space. A lot of Manchester squares, open spaces, public spaces, particularly Piccadilly, have been decimated by uh, decades of town planning and architectural disasters. But this, though it has some buildings that are unlovely if you look you know, closely, generally I think the atmosphere of this is a municipal town space has been preserved um, and it's it's a big wide space it's got a huge statue of uh, Prince Albert in, in the middle there Prince of Saxe-Coburg and Gotha Right, which I, obviously I've swatted up that and I'm not reading it off the pedestal. And we're outside the, uh, the Victorian Gothic Town Hall, which I think is generally acknowledged to be, um, you know, perhaps the finest example of, uh, uh, of that style of architecture anywhere. Just a fantastic place. And you can go in any day and have a bit of wander around. Atmospheric bells, hey. We've not dubbed those in afterwards. Um, those are actually happening. Um, I did come to meet you at two o'clock. And it made me laugh. Them two blokes sat on the bench over there outside. The clock above them struck two almighty dongs. At that point, the bloke checked his watch. You'd have thought he'd have known the time, wouldn't you? But anyway, uh, you know, it is a beautiful square, I think, and it's quite an interesting place. Just around there, there there's the circular central library, and you know, all the council and the offices and buildings, and through there. The old railway hotel, the Midland Hotel, the sandstone place there, where Rolls met Royce, um, you know, really? fascinating. I mean, I wish I had a better story, like Little Met Large or something <laughs> like that. They probably did. <laughs> yeah. uh, beyond is GMEX, which is a conference centre. You can just see the archway sloping down there. When I came to Manchester as a student in 1976, although only living in Bolton, I've been many times before, that was the derelict central station. So you had the big old station. And this was the. This is kind of reminds you of how towns were laid out. It's a great kind of monument to civic pride. You had the central station, big hotel there, then a seat of learning, and then the council offices. And down the, the, down the block is uh, what's now the Radisson Hotel, is the, the Free Trade Hall, yeah. where uh, Bob Dylan was called Judas. Uh, the uh, Sex Pistols played their first gig in the North, the Buzzcocks and slaughtering the dogs and everything. And on the site of Petersfield's the Peterloo Massacre, which time doesn't permit, you'll have to check up yeah. if you want that much history. Yeah. And I just think that this kind of reminds you of what um, a great city Manchester was and is. On the corner there is one of my favourite haunts, is Mr Sam's Chop House, and you can get, like, uh, you know, cheese and onion pie and steak and ale pie and things, and food that you do want, not food that you're pretending you want, like sea bass. If you're going home from work on the way to evening, you see the glow of the lanterns outside and the beer pumps. It's, it take a, take a stronger man than me to walk past there. Wow. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. We have now moved on to the Royal Exchange, which appears to be more than just a theatre. There were two buildings, the Royal Exchange and the Corn Exchange, just down the block, which is now a posh uh, shopping arcade called Triangle. All been redeveloped, all the money put in, largely because of the, you know, one of the great sort of events in recent Manchester history was the IRA bomb, yeah. which uh, actually, in terms of urban renewal and redevelopment, saved 
about 25 years because all the planning permissions and things you'd have had to wait for were just done away with because the IRA blew it all up. So they did it in a massive favour. I, I don't wish to be glib about this and so the lighter side of terrorism, but the end result of that was that you had a wasteland here and you could build what you wanted, and that's like in the corn exchange down the block and all around Marks and Spencers and everything, and the old Shambles Square all been kind of tarted up in a big way. The Royal Exchange is interesting because it's a fascinating and, and lovely and atmospheric and cavernous building. Again, cathedral-esque in its grandeur and, you know, kind of testimony to the confidence and, and the sort of global city status that Manchester had and afforded itself. Thank you very much. OK. It's worth pointing out at this juncture that we've all got our own individual teapots. I hardly know you. It seemed a bit sort of, you know, to, <laughs> to share. To share. <laughs> yeah. you know, let's, there we go. Thank you very much. So we're now outside. Is this Affleck Place here? Yeah. We're, the sign, yeah, yeah. we're uh, on the corner of Tib Street and Church Street, um, only about 200 yards from Piccadilly uh, down that way. And Affleck's Palace has been kind of, for a long time, the epicentre of uh, Manchester's... Uh, alternative retail scene you know you can buy all your kind of goth clothes here and you can buy your PVC clothes here you used to be able to buy your punk clothes here your baggy clothes here there's a kind of rogues gallery of of murals well mosaics really down the outside of the building and there's uh, Steve Coogan in the middle here there's Tony Wilson and 24 hour party people think the great Frank Sidebottom uh, George Best Bet Lynch Quentin Crisp Bob Dylan with the name with Judas there because of course Manchester is where he got I think it's a bit it's a bit rich of us to try and adopt Bob Dylan as one of our own but this this part of town is uh, what's called uh, now the Northern Quarter and also up there in the old um, fish and meat market there there's kind of, that's all craft stalls and everything now and paintings and jewellery designers and things and uh, you know this is kind of uh, Perhaps the kind of hippish part of town now. There's a lot of these old warehouses and, and some more of the Victorian heritage of buildings all been converted, hasn't it, into the into your apartments, duplex apartments, etc. Yeah, yeah. Modern urban worker. I mean, it's quite it's because this part of town got really dilapidated, actually. Um, and uh, you know, the, when they were doing all the Arndale and all the kind of all around the exchange and all that, none of this really got much attention. It was just left to decay. But actually. I think that the buildings up here are actually really nice. And what's great about this part is that it's quite narrow streets. Have you, like you say, old warehousing and things? So uh, I think the, the redevelopment and the renewal has been great by and large. Although there are some parts of town where they've just like taken car parks and put up fairly anonymous and charmless glass and chrome buildings. Whereas around here, you really retain the character of the old streets with the buildings. And what's happening is I think you've still got kind of a few old record shops and a little market here on the street and uh, you know the little sort of quirky things but there are lots of kind of new bars and cafes and things like that you know which I think has really you know revitalized this part of town we are in a cab we're heading over to our next venue which I believe to be a pub and yeah. certainly hope it is yeah um, but you're very famous for, for you know basing your career in Manchester and, and you didn't come down to work at the, the BBC hub in London what is it, you know, why is it that you feel so strongly about Manchester? What's kept you here? I think uh, I could easily sell it as a great kind of, uh, you know, strike for the North and this monumental civic pride. I think it's just made my life easier not to go to <laughs> London, really, and I could afford a nicer house. Um, but, you know, I mean, I grew up in Bolton, only 11 miles away from here. 
And so I used to come... My dad worked in Manchester in newspapers and things at that university. So I used to come to Manchester a lot, and it always represented the big city for me as a kid. Um, you were talking about it got lost in Kendall's department store one day. You know, I used to go into Lewis's department store, which were just passing on the right-hand side there, um, and think, God, oh, what, what would it be like if you got lost in here? You'd never be found. <laughs> you know, it was kind of... Uh, um, represented the big city. So when I came into university, when I was 18 in 1976, I just sort of thought, I've arrived, this is the big city, this is the capital of the north of England. But I think that Manchester has this great kind of uh, confidence in itself, you know. the great, One of the greatest, uh, you know, it depends on which side of the divide you're on, it, may, it perhaps explains the enmity between Manchester United and Liverpool, is that we pulled off one of the great scams of the known world, is that like we were in competition with our nearest big city neighbour, which was Liverpool, and what they had over us was they had the sea. <laughs> so when we were sort of driving all the cotton trade and everything, we needed Liverpool to, uh, to get all the boats to come in. So what we did as a landlocked city was steal the sea from Liverpool uh, by building the Manchester Ship Canal. Extraordinary. We'd, like, we're 30 miles in land. We'd have, we've got a docks. Do you know? I mean, it is now swanky apartments, of course. And so, you know, if that doesn't sort of show a sort of a certain confidence and arrogance and swagger that, you know, from the Manchester Ship Canal to uh, Liam Gallagher's walk, you know. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> um, yeah, we're sitting in the back room of the Britain's Protection, which is um, a venerable old pub out near the GMEX. Why have you picked here? Well, we talked a bit before about Sam's Chop House and the kind of welcoming glow of the good pubs, and Manchester still has, has been lucky enough because I think it's got a st- very strong kind of business districts and things, and a lot of people in town who want a pine. And so a lot of the pubs have survived intact in towns where there's not much trade. They keep having to try and change. And a lot, whilst some Manchester pubs have been ripped out and made into kind of trendy bars, again, no objection, that's a balance of things is good. But a lot of Manchester's good pubs have survived pretty much intact. And we're sitting on this corner, a busy corner, and you can't, you can't come in in a car, you can't stop anywhere here. Um, and as you say, it's GMEX. It's quite a nice corner to come to because it's, it's very busy. You've got GMEX over there with the big conference facility, the old central station. Um, and you're not far away from Liverpool Road Station, the world's first passenger railway, you know, which is the Museum of Science and Industry, down into the area by the canals called Castlefield, which was the first part of the urban regeneration. They were the first old warehouses to be done up as, as apartments. And there's a couple of pubs in there as well where you can sit by the water. Because Manchester, what Manchester lacks, like that, you know, even though I'm a great speaker and, and defender of Manchester, it lacks a kind of great river frontage, which a lot of other cities have. Um, in a funny way, I kind of like that about Manchester in a way that uh, it's, it's a city you have to work to know a bit. It's not something that gives itself up too easily. You have to dig for the secrets. It doesn't lay itself out with a glorious boulevard alongside the river and whatever. I think if you've got a river through a town and that, you get your bearings quicker. And in Manchester, you have to work to kind of find the canals and things. You know, and this, the Britain's Protection, is one of my favourite haunts to kind of, uh, you know, d- d- while away. You know, those great times when you come in for a drink and it's kind of like, it's sort of unlimited. You don't know how, how it's going to go, but you don't want to leave. You know, it just holds you. It's, it's very, it's got beautiful um, brass fittings and tiles, leaded windows, oak doors. All the colours are very kind of, um, you know, deep reds. And it's just so warm. It's how a pub's supposed to be, you know. Um, it's called the Britain's Protection because uh, there used to be a um, recruiting office for the King's Army next door. So they would get people drunk in here and slip them the king's shilling and then they would have to sign up, so it's called the Britain's Protection. And there's this warren of little rooms, which, again, I think pubs used to be like, didn't they? Not one big open space. Little rooms, each of which has their own personality. There's a room upstairs and everything. (laughs) 
Oxford Road, past the Academy. Yeah, thanks very much. Another thing that we haven't really touched on at all, but is you know an increasingly vibrant part of Manchester is the is the quarter, the gay quarter, yeah. Canal Street, and all that sort of stuff. Said to be the most um, active, vibrant gay community outside of London. I mean, is this is it something that Manchester is proud of? Oh, very much so. I mean, you're probably asking the wrong man. I mean, you're, you're doing this podcast. You've picked a uh, 48-year-old father of three, yeah. uh, so I'm probably I'm... not qualified to talk about the gay village as an expert. But I mean, certainly that was a kind of demoralised street alongside a canal, and there was a pub, an old pub called the Union, on the uh, on the corner. When I was kind of first working in Manchester, the first sort of vestiges of the outed gay community used to hang out. You know, you used to go in there as kind of uh, not very enlightened students and try and play spot the tranny. You know, um, and uh, you know. So uh, and from there, because that was a gathering point, that whole street of bars has really grown and you know become absolutely revitalised and vibrant. And you know, I have as a friends. Uh, come up to Manchester and been out in town and sort of, you know, walk past the end of that street. It's like a Mardi Gras going on all the time. It's like kind of the real carnival often. It's a real kind of all-night scene that. The, the music scene is fantastic, alive and well. You couldn't do... No one, no band worth its salt, whether a big band or whether an aspiring band, an up-and-coming band, would put a tour together without coming to Manchester. It's just one of those places you must have. And I think that um, also Oxford Road is very close to my heart because... It starts almost from the back of where we were at the uh, the Central Library on Peter Square. If you go up there, it's a fantastic sort of road. There's so many things along that road. You've still got um, the uh, music shop, Johnny Roadhouse, where you can buy any kind of musical instrument in the world. They've got a folky section upstairs. You can buy a hurdy-gurdy this afternoon, should you want to. <laughs> um, and, uh, well, you know, I got my first drums from there. Not drum kits. I used to, it, was, it was too expensive. I bought a drum at a time when they used to sell sort of the odd drum, some guitars and a lot of washing machines. Um, but it's now a music shop. And, and opposite that, there's the... Um, Cavendish Gardens there where it's just a kind of open square and there is a painting in the Manchester Art Gallery which we've just passed there yep. Manchester Art Gallery is just on the uh, by the gay quarter well, we're turning right into Charles Street now this club here is called Factory and that was the old Factory Records building oh was it this is another good pub on the right this tile pub here the Lassa Gallery oh, I've been there on the left hand side is the BBC we're heading south out of town and we're vaguely heading for Russo, um, which is uh, also known as the Curry Mile. So here we are at our final, our final destination, which is the Rushome Curry Mile. A lot of curry houses here, and ideal after you've just had a nice settling pint. Want to tell us a little bit? Well, I think, like you say, you know, our last stop, which is kind of appropriate because it often does turn out to be the last stop, you know, because. Um, this is uh, yeah, part of Oxford Road. Uh, it's, it's a main spur out past the BBC, heading south, down to the student halls of residence. So when I was a way-faced undergraduate, I used to walk up and down this stretch all the time. And in those days, which is a long time ago now, 1976, I came to university, there were a few kind of unlicensed uh, curry canteens, really. And it's just grown and grown and grown. And I don't know how many restaurants there are, but there must be, in the space of like a mile, a mile and a half, there must be kind of 50 Indian restaurants. The rumour is that because there are so many restaurants uh, they, they all have to be really on their metal or else word spreads. Oh the Sanam's not so good anymore, try Shere Khan oh the Shere Khan's not so good anymore you know, try the Al Bilal or whatever and time moves on and the chefs are highly valued 
and so treat it very well. So the, the standard of food is fantastic. I think if, you, if I came to Manchester and I had only two nights here, one night I would dine out in Curry Mile. Well, I think that on that statement it's probably a good line to draw under our, our brief tour of Manchester. We'd like to say thank you very much indeed to you, Mark, for that and, uh, you know, very heartfelt and very... Uh, Woman guide. Thank no, you. Great pleasure. I'll go back to the BBC and script some ad libs for tonight now. <laughs> Guardian Unlimited.